So can I introduce Mel and Chriselle, just here? And this is Jade and their son. And uh, as, as you know, if you've been tracking with us, uh, we have, um, we've asked Mel and Chriselle to help us this year um, to build community. We've seen how they've done it as a household, and, um, and we've asked them to come and share that with us as a, so that we can use it as a whole church and as households and individuals within, within the church family. So um, what we're doing at the moment, we're putting out our, our talk each week on a Wednesday. So it goes out onto YouTube and podcast platforms and things on a Wednesday each week. The aim being that we could listen to it, watch it in advance. And then when we come together like this, we can have more time to go to process and pray and, and discuss, really valuing our time to be together. So um, Mel's going to take us into um, uh, some teaching and, 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 then, and then host a discussion now, and that's kind of off the back of what uh, he's taught this week, uh, the, the talk of the week. But if you haven't heard it, then don't worry, you can, we can catch up with that afterwards. You know, we're aware that not everyone will have been able to watch or, or, or listen to that. So, um, just as Mel comes to, to speak, Holy Spirit, again, we ask you to come and, come and lead us. We pray that you, 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 you stitch, stitch things together for us today as, as, as Mel speaks to us. You, you, you pull the threads together. You, you pull, just see a picture of, of a piece of missing and how that, 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 that weaves, weaves things together in the sense that, that um, what Mal will bring will be something that's is creating a, a knitted item almost. We got on the tank. Who's going to be asked to do that for each one of us? To come and uh, put together truths and insights and wisdoms and the things that are personal for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Um, my goal, at least, uh, trying to understand, you know, when you go into a different environment, you're learning what, what are you going after. And my understanding is there are three things that uh, that you can process as church. You can process knowledge or content, understanding or application. And often um, conferences and things are 80% knowledge or content and 20%. Uh, understanding and application and my understanding of what we're doing here even by being in tables is that we're focusing more on trying to get to how do I understand this for me and how do I apply it so my hope is you're, you're going to get quite a lot of time to speak in tables to talk to each other and process uh, with each other um, does that sound good to learn? I've got a real ex expectation that the, the live thing that what's, what's the Holy Spirit doing with you as a community today is in the, the feedback and the questions and the, the back and forth. Yeah. So I want to get there quickly. Now, do you also mention people don't want to have conversations? Welcome just to sit and listen. Yeah, absolutely. You never, you don't, never have to. You can always just take time out between you and the Lord, if you like. Um, um, and it's going to say, can, can we go to the next slide? Can we push the button? <laughs> 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 Thanks. Um, so, that's, that's been our household for lots of, uh, for our journey. Um, so we have uh, um, three birth kids and one uh, long-term um, a foster son who's really adopted, he's with us at adulthood, and we've had various other foster children. And I think what the team here will be talking about really is that this season is about trying to do church as household beyond what we do on Sundays. 
That's the point. Almost what's your context? And last week we looked at the who of that. Who is your context? Who you do life with? Who do you connect with? Um, who's what New Testament would have called household? Um, who do you most do life with? Uh, do keep going. And uh, that's us trying to work out how to do an album cover. Um, and, and then uh, the next. Uh, then this is what we were trying to refer to in the stuff that uh, Chris and I got to talk in the week that was on the YouTube um, video. Uh, how many of you, just to get a feel in the room, how many of you have already listened to that and have properly flipped the classroom? Half of it. <laughs> that good, helpful. And how many of you haven't yet? That's great to get a feel of. Thank you. Um, so helpful. So what we wanted to get into, what that video goes into a bit more detail on, so I'll try and give you a potted last week on Neighbours uh, highlights. Um, we wanted to look at beyond the who is my household, the why and the how particularly, getting into practicals. And the why we were saying is when you think about what is the reason for your, um, what is the big goal of your main relationships? What's the big goal of your household, of your family? What's the big goal of your household? Um, as we've talked about that, and we're going to in a lot more detail on the, uh, the video, it's about connection. I think what we've landed on, the goal is connection. That's, that's the why behind it. What we should be doing, how do we facilitate, how do we make good connection uh, with each other? And we came up with this thing of the, of the railway track to be the, uh, to express how that, that works um, for us in our specifics. Um, the left-hand rail is, uh, um, so can, can you just flick through the, there you go. There's three different things that we do, we think we do. We respond, to, which is the left-hand rail, respond to what God is doing. We put specific regimes or routines in place, and then we have rhythms that are regular. And you put those three things together, and that's the pathway of, of going forward. I love the story that Chris mentioned this morning about the, the guys going to the temple at three o'clock. The thing that I most like about that is they didn't stay at home. Do you get what I mean? Because I think actually they were, they were being intentional and actually getting on with doing something. They weren't just, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, life's a bit confusing right now. We're in turmoil. They had certain routines and things in place to, that they kept doing. And then whilst they were doing those routines, then they were able to respond to what God was doing in the life moment. So let's look at those three rails. So that left-hand rail, is trying to think about where do we respond, where do we have spaces to respond specifically to what God's doing. We take the example of Mark 1.15, uh, the Jesus' mission statement where he says, the kingdom of God is at hand, it's near, it's a defining moment. Um, repent and believe the good news. And actually the tense of that is present continuous. Keep on changing your mind and putting it into practice. Keep on working out where is God getting your attention and 
where are you putting it into practice? And we started to talk a little bit about our daily routine that we try to do after, we don't say grace at our meal, we sing graces. Uh, and we have a whole load of um, sun graces, including uh, Mission Impossible is one of my favourites. Do, 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 thank you Lord for the food, bless the chef, amen. <laughs> we had a kid come and visit us and then her mum's, uh, his mum saw us at the school gate with Chriselle the next day and said, um, we really like that grace, our, your, our son came back and taught, taught the grace that you sing. Oh great, but we don't like the idea that you shoot the chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not shoot the chef, it's bless the chef as you shoot them. That's the. <laughs> you don't say uh, um, But when we do that supper time, the number one thing that we found is, a, is deep theology for us is this the uh, best bit, worst bit, or high lows. The, the chance to actually say, what's going well for me at the moment and what's not going well? And, uh, and now we say two other things now, all our kids are older, of what have I learned today and um, uh, who's been kind to me? Because they're two of the things we most want to reinforce. And that is a daily rhythm of getting to process where's God getting my attention? Where is it actually do I need to change it? And it can be fun things, it can be serious things. It can be my worst bit involved you, and there's a chance to sort something out in that moment. Uh, it's been huge for us as a as a as a how way to to live into what I think is really deep theology of do we help one another have a reflected life um, on a day to day level? What is God doing, and where is He getting my attention? And we were talking about it last week, and some said, oh yeah, isn't that like in the ancient church, um, the examine? And my initial reaction was, no, because I do the examine uh, most days in the sauna, which I do, bizarrely. Uh, that's one of my rhythm things. Uh, and my examine is a very specific thing where I, there's five stages to it. And I look back over the last 24 hours, but actually, I think it is an examine. Because it's saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any way in me. What have you, where have you been? As I look back over the last little season, what have you been saying? And as I look forward, how am I supposed to put my faith into practice? And where do you get to have those conversations? Where do you get to have that daily conversation? And who do you get to have it with? You, it may, may you, are you able to have it face to face? Is it something on the phone? Is it something you could be a bit more structured about, or is it something you do informally at the moment? Because that's why we kind of go into the the regimes for us, the routines, and we go much more into the Luke seventeen verse on the video. Is is basically where um, Jesus tells a story after the apostles have said, "Increase our faith." I think he gives a route map, and the route map is um, basically what has God already said to you to do? 
So if the left-hand thing is what feels live where God is getting my attention, the right hand, the, the regimes is the things that are, I know that God has already told me to do this. I know he's already told me to worship and pray. I know he's already told me to actively pursue a heart for the poor. And actually I need to do things that reflect that. And then all the rhythms are is how sustainably can you hold those two rails into the future? How can you have daily and weekly rhythms that keep you going, London to York, London to York, that keep, that it doesn't matter, when somebody's like, I've got a great idea, and then they do it once, and then it falls away. I think the reason it normally falls away is because we don't have a rhythm of, I've got something in place, that it doesn't matter if we miss a week, um, or uh, because it'll come up again next week. Yeah? And it doesn't matter if it's, uh, I don't lose the momentum because I know the space that we have for it in the week. Does that make sense? So our daily ones, we have individual spiritual ones and together we, we try and have a relational touching time over a cup of tea time and just connect in. Um, and then, uh, and then there's normally practical things around when we, we try to eat together most nights. Um, and around that time is when we do our reflective best bit, worst bit. That would be our daily. But what I really wanted to encourage you to think about, particularly as tables, is not just what's daily, but what's weekly. What are your weekly rhythms? By the way, that Matthew 11, 29, in the message is one of my favourite verses. When Jesus says, come all those who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. In the message it says, um, come those who feel a bit burned out, I will teach you the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, isn't that just grace? <laughs> the idea that our oh Lord somewhere out there is unforced rhythms of grace for me. Gifts that keep on giving. What is my unforced rhythms of grace of my day and we, there's certain things we've done for ages, there's certain things we adapt to the season. Just to give you a quick feel of our, of our uh, week. Can you just go to the last uh, last. Uh, this for us is what we're going after at the moment. Um, for relational fun for us, Friday night is family night. Um, and it has been for over 20 years. Um, and what we say about family night is that it's inclusive, so other people are really welcome to join us for it. That's just inclusive, not exclusive. When we go on holiday, we think that's exclusive, one of our holidays. But the point is, if you're going to come, you're not allowed to be serious. You know, if you've got issues, you're not allowed to share them tonight. <laughs> tonight is about having fun, now you're going to join in. And, um, yes. I remember walking into a, a fish and chip shop in Sheffield when our kids were very small and everybody was singing together, oh yes it's family night and the feeling's right, oh yes it's family night, oh what a night, in a kind of madness sort of walking around. Um, yes, uh, and that, that first felt like an oasis of we stay connected into each other. We take turns to say who has, who chooses the food and who chooses the fun. 
uh, around uh, what that is in rotation. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Saturday brunch is supposed to be the number one time where we connect with people beyond our household. So if I don't know when to invite somebody to connect with us, I can suggest Saturday brunch because I know the rhythms in place. And, uh, yeah. and then during lockdown, for the last 18 months, we've done a major movie night. Because what we realised was we didn't do movies that were sitting, we were so tired when we got in, you know, it would always be a rom-com or a comedy. And actually to have something that stretched us, that we would uh, take turns choosing, and then we would score and review the following day. And we have, um, we'd score it in five categories, but I can't remember what they are. But our favourite movie of, of, of the whole of lockdown, by score, um, wasn't uh, half of the war movies we had to watch, like uh, Dunkirk, and um, we had to watch some fairly serious things like The Pianist and stuff like that. But it was an, a, a French movie called The Untouchable. Oh, what a movie! Can I get a witness? <laughs> it's the actor who plays Lucan, if any of you have seen that on Netflix. And it's just the most life-giving but profound movie that I don't think we have energy for. So when we, by having a structure and being intentional, it's made us connect. And I think, especially with children, TV and um, movies, I think are the biggest things to process life using another methodology. Do you get what I mean? Because actually, you're, the idea of where your story meets with God's story, you cry out the Father. When you're understanding the story of real human emotion, you can't help but apply it to your life. And I think that's been the biggest thing for us of almost discipling our children. There's been things like Glee and Gilmore Girls, the conversations that have come out. Last night, we had the most amazing conversation for really loving Ted Lasso. And uh, we've just got a long way into town. We had an amazing conversation last night after Ted Lasso. <laughs> anyway, so spiritual for us, trying to work out Sabbath and what does that look like. For us, it's no, for me particularly, it's no phones. I need time and we treat Friday as our Sabbath and family night at the end of that. And we say phones are not invited. It's not a great... Um, uh, acronym, because for a while we'd be saying to our children, hey, at the table, fanny, meaning phones are not invited. <laughs> but somebody who uh, wasn't part of our household came and went, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, we need to change the acronym. <laughs> That's not working very well. Um, and the point is, the reason phones are not invited is that that is a moment where we're always worried about our connection to others. And the reason phone's not invited, this is a time that we're focusing on connecting with one another. That's the point. And finally, we have a few practical things in our weekly one. A business time, organisationally, for Priscilla and I to look at calendar, and whoever's with us in that, our household at the time, practically, what do we need to do? We have a house help hour where everybody um, is supposed to help out together at the same time. And then we do cooking night. And we started all these things while our kids were in key stage two, because we thought if they if they start to get it then, they'll get it all the way through. There you go. That's some of our application.
I'd love you to talk around your tables if you'd like to. Um, and just a few questions. Uh, Chris in the video said, Man, some of this is quite hard. What's the skill I need to learn to actually help with the people around me? And we were talking about that questions is the number one thing that Jesus asked loads of them, normally in response to people asked him a question. And it was the idea that we have to help draw out those around us and learning to be good questioners that it's ask, not tell. If you want this to work uh, and your initial reaction is a blank, how is it ask, not tell? So what we'd love you to do around your table is a little, what are your current daily, that one was really to follow up from the video. What are your current daily and weekly connection points? Is there anything you feel like God may be giving your attention to develop or change? And even just at the moment, where do you think God's getting, most getting your attention about this? And what are you going to do about it? Does that make sense? So what we'd love you to do Chris is, going to, um, is talking your tables and with those around you, and we'd love you, and then we're going to have some feedback, we hope, of any thoughts or comments, but particularly, we feel like the landing place in this is in application. So what questions of application are there? I really enjoyed our video this week, because it was quite interactive with Chris and I, and he pushed back at me a lot, and it was fun being pushed back on and being asked questions of about where does that not, but what about in this situation? So are there any questions or um, what the issues that this raises for you? We'd love your feedback to that, which Chris is going to come and do now. That will sound good. Talk to each other. You've got these, uh, how do you apply this? Now we can get there. Who's first? She was saying how she was seeing her housemates routines and kind of been like, oh, my housemates got this really great routine of like, you know, candles in the morning, meditation and stuff, was it like, and scripture and stuff like that in the morning. And she was like, oh, I can feel the peace in the house, I'm going to try that. And it kind of opens you up to new possibilities. So I think for anyone who's like living with different people with different routines, it's quite cool because you can kind of look over your shoulder and be like, oh, what are they doing? that is sustainable, 
and it doesn't matter if we miss a week, or, but it is sustainable. I loved um, when uh, some of our friends uh, who were in our old church community were in 264. Um, our leaders, leaders' evening, once a, um, a month, was on a Monday night. And uh, he said, I can't do Monday night um, because uh, that is our house night. And we've all agreed as our house that we will prioritise that over everything else. And I loved him for that. <laughs> because, you know, they almost said, sure, he was nervous that we know you should choose church. But it's actually, no, you're, if that's your agreed expectation, I really want to honour that. As a, and I think it really helps the culture that you have as your household, because your expectations are agreed. It's because you've got lots of people who live on their own as well. Are there any insights on, on for people who live on their own in terms of uh, maybe in that setting, these rhythms you do with others might be outside of your household potentially? Um, so I'd like to hear something on, that, on those lines, but anything else as well? Let's, uh, let's keep it. Yeah, Jeff. We didn't just talk about this, um, no, but I just wanted to say something that really helps us with little babies for the people that have got little babies. Is I think that one of the things that is hard as a parent is um, the admin of like, like, like actually just having the headspace to like to find the space to get a babysitter or to go and do stuff. It's, it's just you're exhausted, or even to pick a film. Like I love the fact that you're handing that responsibility around to your family. Um, because sitting down in front of Netflix, you know, given which film, that takes like an hour of everyone debating it, you know. But one of the things we did with little babies is um, Minnie and Tallulah Crawley, who were 14 when they became our boys' godparents, we arranged for them to come every Tuesday evening, um, and between 8 and 10, they came every Tuesday, so they were booked in. Um, and we went out, and we went and had a walk or a drink or something, and it was the, that, that rhythm was so, one of the most sustainable rhythms and built up our relationship during the most challenging time. So one of the things I would say is if you, particularly if you've got little kids, is booking someone in, so you do literally take the admin out of it, um, it's amazing. Amen. Uh, if any of you watch the Bible app videos, one of the speakers on there is this fantastic, vibrant Nigerian lady based in America called Jo Saxton, who does a lot of the daily Bible app readings, and she used to be our assistant in Sheffield. My, and uh, she came to us when we had three under three, and said, um, "I'm going to, I'm going to babysit for you uh, once a month on a Thursday." Uh, every Thursday, once a month, and I'm going to organise for other people to do the other Thursdays. And just having somebody say that, that she got a meal and a night out of her very busy household, which she really valued, and, and we got a date night. <laughs> and, uh, so yes, absolutely. Um, Chris, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago when we were doing, we were doing uh, series here and coming every Wednesday night. There was some guy in New York who had the most awesome name. I totally can't remember. There we go, Caesar Kalinowski, which is a clearly a made-up name. That, yeah, no one's actually called that. He's probably called, you know, Barry Gibbs. No, it's actually, it's Barry Gibbs in the Bee Gees. <laughs> of all the names to pick, um, but, he, but he, uh, he was a record producer, and he, and he says something that was really, um, really interesting about the rhythms of life is that. Um, we, uh, 
we get this uh, thing where we always want to just kind of add more and more and more things. Um, and but he said actually as a record producer, what you need to do if you're trying to mix something, you would always you always cut before you boost. You cut everything that isn't working before you try and boost the stuff that is. And so I'm just interested, for, you know, from you guys, is there stuff that you've kind of gone actually? You know what? Just cut that out. That's just you know not part of our rhythm. You know, and uh, because you can't do everything. Um, yeah. try something out. I mean, like you were saying earlier, you know, you watch what other people are doing and go, oh, that's quite a good idea. How could we adapt it to how it could work for us? Have a go, and then some things don't work. Um, or uh, the other thing I think we've found over life is that things are seasonal. So there are times, so when our, uh, our children were quite small, we realised that we would have family night and we had a real fun all together, but we missed out on the real one-to-one with each of our children, so we um, started doing a, a Saturday breakfast where um, we would take it in turns to go out with just one of the children, and so we'd all, you know, over time it would be that we'd each get time with each of them, yeah. And um, and that was amazing for, for that time, and um, but then, you know, again things change and they get older and they've got things that they do, but for that it was a really precious season, so yes, absolutely. You know, there are things you pick up, you lay down, there are things that are for a season and then they're over, but yeah, and then there are some things that last. <laughs> I, we, we talk about the gifts that keep on giving, and best bit, worst bit is just always have life. And I, I like that definition of does it still have life in it? So some things have been seasonal because they haven't had life in it. And other things you've tried once and gone, that didn't work for us. <laughs> so let's not keep doing it because if Jesus is life, in him is life, it should have life in it. So if it doesn't have life in it, don't do it. So yay Caesar. <laughs> Hail Caesar, in fact. There's one more over here, Esther, that was it. Um, yeah, I think there's a single person. Um, I think you have to work harder at pursuing connection because you don't automatically have that household where you can connect every day. And for me, I don't know if other people, it's been something that I've been praying about for a long time. Like, where do I belong? Who are my people? Who knows me? Who do I phone up in a crisis? And um, yeah, so for me, I've had to work at it, but I now have some rhythms in place on a weekly basis where I can, yeah, where, where I'm known. And so I think just coming from a different perspective for those of us who don't have that connection at home or connection at home is not easy or um, yeah but God knows what we need but <laughs> sometimes it takes time and then you kind of you, you kind of find your people then they might move house move countries um, have children and things shift um, but I think for all of us it's a deep deep longing and I've cried out to God many times, who are my people, bring me my people, and he has. Um, so just, yeah, just an encouragement, I think. Yeah. Just a follow-up one from Bex over here. Just praying. Just, just as a comment, I, I want to believe there's something symbiotic in this, that often, I think, young, young family-type households can feel absolutely too, too busy, too stretched too overwhelmed, and then um, people on their own going, where are my people? 
And I, I do believe in the church community, there, there can be something so symbiotic about where those connections are that we give each other the things that the other doesn't have in that moment. And that's almost our gift to one another, that one is including in and the other is, I can release you, I can serve you by releasing you to get some time for yourself. So I think there's something in, in there too, but amen. I want to um, stand in agreement with Esther and you guys. Um, I have found uh, there have been times in my life where I feel that as a single person, I've always felt that people who aren't single want to scoop me up as if somehow I, I need saving. Um, because I'm always in a worse position than they are, and somehow always being a beneficiary is very disempowering and very condescending. And although we all have needs, I have had great friends over the years who have shown me my contribution to their household. And I feel very whole most of the time because my married friends and people in families have welcomed me and, and God has healed me enough to receive the fact that I have something to bring. And sometimes that does mean taking initiative, and I agree with this, that sometimes you do have to work a bit harder and you do have to take the initiative because people in families have other things that connect them more easily, whether it's children or you know, whatever. And, um, but at the same time, my encouragement has always been to other single people, think about what you can do, whether it's babysitting or, you know, over the years I felt that I wanted to invite people to supper, but you know, that's hard work for a family to get in a car, and so I've taken meals to them so that they still get a night or a lunch off. And it works both ways, you know, or I've had family to lunch and they've said, oh, how do you have a family of fun? But, you know, you do because you have a bit more time. To so I think, my encouragement and my experience would be um, if we're feeling a bit like no one thinks about me and I don't know who my people are, find someone to do something for. And in the process, people will get to know you and you will find that your place isn't just as the needy one <laughs> and, and that you have something to bring that maybe couples and people with other responsibilities don't have. And that for the time that you are single, you bring that as a gift because you may not be, I don't know, I find I'm probably a bit more time rich than others, relatively speaking, I don't know, that goes up and down too, but just to stand with my single. Great, great. We need to come to learn that, don't we? Um, brilliant. Just a, a couple of, I think there are a couple of like final takeaway, just as we pray. Um, can we pray together and even just ask the Holy Spirit just to come and search us? What are you most excited about from today? What do you think, Lord, that is what you're put laying on me. And what are you going, what, are, what am I going to most lean into? Where, where I need to be intentional. I think we all need to be intentional often and perhaps just in different ways to our unique setting. So Holy Spirit, we just give to you every one of our circumstances, every one of our paths, every one of our situations, the physical space that you've given us. You, um, Paul said in Acts 17 that, that you know the exact spaces we're going to live in. And we want to almost receive your grace afresh for the space that you've given us, for the people in that space, and for the opportunities of that space.
and we pray for our connections. And we pray you would give the creativity of heaven for each of our unique situations. Lord, to respond to what you have for us, to see your kingdom come and your will be done around us. Give us eyes to see what you're doing and the creativity to respond. And Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray your conviction on this and that you would show one particular circumstance, either a person or an opportunity or a thing, that you can say, that is the thing I know that you're putting your hand on, laying your weight on, presence of God. Just do that for each of us now. just wanted to say there's something about the power of your blessing that you have more power in what you bless than you think you do i think it's some of deuteronomy 27 28 where it's blessings in obedience and curses in disobedience but there's something about i think the father saying you have power to bless and even now as you think of the people that you do life with and your household when you bless it, there is power in that. I pray you would leave here knowing the anointing, that to have, to have faith to believe on the anointing and power and change that our blessing has in being confident in speaking out what you can do in our environment. Lord, give us the faith we need with Thank you guys, thank you so much. We're finishing there. Um, Mary and Priscilla are coming back a few times through the year. They'll be back next um, sort of around the 20th of November, that's the time. Um, and we'll get into some stuff with them then. But, but we, we, we're planning to carry on along this vein. Festivals, yeah. Rhythm of the Year. Yeah, Rhythm of the Year festivals, that's the, that's the kind of plan for November. So, um, and brilliant, we'll finish there. Uh, Time to collect some children if you've got different places. As always, do feel free to stick around and pray and talk. And uh, great to be with you.